Hey guys, welcome back to World of Art Form. Thank you guys for tuning in. Just wanted to stop by and talk to y'all real quick before the interview begins with Houston-based recording artist Trunks London. Just want to talk to you guys. If you have liked what you've heard thus far, please leave a comment, leave a like, subscribe, and all those other good things that are wherever you listen to your podcast, whether that be Apple, whether that be Spotify, whether that be Google. Any questions, comments, concerns, critiques, or all those different things that you have about what you've listened to thus far, please, I am in open ear, and I would love to hear what you guys have to say, because the more feedback you guys give to me, the more I can return the favor to you guys and really make sure that I'm providing something that is informative that is entertaining and as accessible as it can possibly be for you guys. This is not my show. This is your show. I want to make sure that it is running to the best of its abilities for you guys. Now, with that said, I am really excited to share with you guys this conversation that I had with Trunks. It was really good chopping it up with him both online and offline. And I'm really excited for you guys to hear what he had to say, what topics that we were talking about. And I think you guys are really going to like it. So I'm not going to waste too much of y'all's time. Now, let's just get into it. Episode eight. Let's get to it. Love y'all. Let's start the show. Episode 8, World of Art Form. We are back. Thank you for listening and thank you for tuning in, making this a part of your day. And I got a special one for you guys. I got, I don't even got a rap artist in the building, man. I got a rock star in the building. Trunks London is in the WA studio. Trunks, how's it going, man? Sir, appreciate you for having me. I'm going good. It's going good. Beautiful last day. Absolutely. It's. And, and shouts out to a beautiful last day in the city of Houston, Texas, you know, especially out in this, this time of day, you know, this time of year. Sometimes that's hard to come by. So shouts out for Houston. For acting, right? nah, it's a beautiful day, bro. Loving it. Finna get the day started with the W.O.A. You feel me? There we go. There we go, man. So, yeah, I say we just jump straight into it, man. I think first off, I, and I was telling you this offline, just how much I respect and fuck with the work that you have going on on your end and everything that you're working with. Um, I definitely wanted to tap in and really just kind of get a feel and understanding for you and how you're wired and how everything comes all together for you and and the work that you do. And I think for me, Mm -hmm. one of the ways that I try to like get a feel for where people are coming from is just how they started um in the in the space that they're at you know and before you was even doing music like all of us we were friends we were fans of it right so i definitely want to get a feel for what your early inspiration was with music itself before it was even a thought of making it my early inspiration bro i'm not gonna shout out to my mom like she um my first like my first uh, introduction to music was really reggae because some of my mom played. Like, people thought we was, like, my friends thought we was Jamaican because like, that's all she would play. Like, I had locks before and you know, I cut my hair. My mama got locks. She made all my cousins get locks. So, shout out to her. Um, Put me on reggae, R&B. Then getting into hip hop. Um, 
early influences, Lil Wayne, of course, because I'm from New Orleans. Um, Fifty Cent, you know, I I love Fifty Cent. Um, who else? I'm trying to think. Michael Jackson, just like artists like that, really was the first ones. And then growing up, growing up, um, middle school, high school, um, Rob Banks, Ras Fresco, just artists like that. Um, then I started um learning about Lucky and Uzi and Cardi. So just them, like they, those for sure, like really influenced me more than anything. And that's super dope too, cause course i was telling you offline again that all the music podcasts that i've had up to this point haven't haven't worked out with the audio troubles and whatnot but what i've learned is and shouts out to ryan shouts out to lou um what i've learned from them both of them just kind of have a unique style and you do too and yeah the common thing that i gotten from all of that is how they grew up in the world of music and their uniqueness just seems to be just a product of all the different sounds that they've heard, you know, throughout the course mm-hmm. of their life. It sounds like it's pretty similar to that for you, huh? Yeah, really. Like throughout my whole life, just hearing different types of sounds, different types of instruments, voices, how people use their voice for instruments. Like I just brought it all together and I do the same thing. So we transition that to your sound. You know, we go from being a fan of music over to actually making the music itself. I guess I want to start off with how you would describe your style, your sound, your music to people who aren't that familiar with you and your work. Mm-hmm. Um, My style of music, you really call it... uh. Fly nigga, pretty bitch music, you know. You listen to it, you make you want to get fly, make all the pretty bitches want to, you know, just vibe out, you know. It's a vibe, you know. Follow skaters out there, follow, you know, everybody, really for everybody, you know, but definitely fly nigga, pretty bitch music is what it is. It's, <laughs> it's pretty funny that you say that because I was listening to your stuff throughout the week, just kind of like prepping for this interview and the main thing Mm -hmm. that i was saying to myself and just kind of like listening to it was some fly shit you know (laughs) so i don't like i i don't know like how other people like see their work or because i think there's multiple different variations of, of some fly shit yeah so where it's like i think fly shit just has sub genres in and of itself but Mm -hmm you know it when you hear it like when something's yeah. on some fly shit and it you definitely it, you know checks, it, it like, really checks the box exactly like putting on your clothes look in the mirror hear my music like yeah i'm i feel like that nigga today you know what i'm saying yeah. a pretty girl you know what i'm saying she on her shit you know she whatever she doing she might want to go to brunch with her friends they put the music on on the way to brunch they yeah now they feeling good now they having a good day you know that's just what it is. How how long did it take you to to get to that point with their music to where you describe it the way it is? It, it was was it something that was premeditated that was like, all right, when I start this music thing, this is what I want it to mm-hmm. be, or is it something for you that's just kind of had to evolve over the years? The more that you test your sound and and your ability, 
It definitely had to evolve. Um, I've been making music like in high school, you know, freshman through senior year, but on something like just freestyling and putting on SoundCloud, just just doing that. I didn't even know what I was doing, you know, but I was rapping over like, uh, I remember when Drake dropped, um, if you're reading this, it's too late. And I just remember putting on an instrumental to all the beats. I, me and my cousin just freestyle over and put them on SoundCloud, not even just, you know, just doing that. And um, eventually like starting to write music, I will, I will write over um, Drake's Take Care songs like just to like start writing and then graduated high school 2018 went to tsu for a year when i went to tsu um i was like i'm gonna take this serious i just need to find like an engineer ended up meeting an engineer in my dorm the floor above me so we got cool and i started recording in his room just practice him you know writing I dropped my first couple of songs, uh, 2019, and everybody was going crazy. And uh, my partner Swiss, shout out to Swiss, he uh, he um, hit me up. He was like, "Yeah, bro, um, I've been fucking with your music. Like everybody been fucking with your music. Like, let's link in the summer." And um, he introduced me to everybody, and he was just like, "Bro, you have to be Trunks London. Like, you gotta really own into it." So when he told me that. I just continue. I write all my music, so I continue to write, uh, continue to keep be- uh, to keep uh, getting better and practice uh, how I wanted to sound. And um, last year uh, during COVID, like because we had to stay inside, I just locked in. Like I really locked in, and thanks to COVID, like I was able to eventually like evolve to who I am now. So yeah, nah, that's that's really dope. Talk to me about. Yeah, let's continue that that conversation though. You linking with other people, you know, having other people within the scene just telling you how dope your work is, how people are rocking with it. How would you describe your time just being in the music scene in Houston and how that's mm-hmm. been for you and some of the themes that you've picked up over the years just being surrounded by it? It's been amazing. Like honestly, like I can't complain. Like like I said, um, meeting Swiss, and when he introduced me to everybody, he introduced me to Mo, aka himself, Fendi, um, everybody, Jayco, uh, JT, everybody. So, um, yeah, it was just amazing, like meeting all of them, and I'm learning, I'm always learning from them. Um, me and Swiss, damn near talk every day on the phone, like trying to just find other ways to get better, or, you know, just talk, like, that's my brother, like, for real. So, we just talk, just to talk. So, Meeting everybody, and like I said, like I'm learning, they teach me everything, so it's been amazing. Like I can't complain. I love all of them to death. Could you talk to me about the collaboration aspect of it? Because I'm looking at it from, of course, it's just an outsider's perspective, but you have this sort of style that is very one of one. Can't really trace it Mm -hmm. to one certain thing and i feel like for artists that's something that they've always that they try to protect at all costs and i wonder where your inspiration where your want to to learn comes from from the people that you surround yourself with and what kind of people Mm -hmm. in the creative 
field do you feel like you gravitate towards that helps you make your work better and helps you learn more about yourself? Um, The willing to learn is just me always wanting to be better. Like During school, I never wanted to learn things that we learned in school. I always wanted to learn like art, music, creative stuff. So being around a bunch of creatives, I'm always an open ear. Like I don't never want to be that person that think he know everything because we don't know everything. I always want to be a student of the game because I can learn more and then I'll be able to teach the other young nigga that's next, you feel me? So I always want to be a student. My friend, I'm like, I'm really just now, when I met everybody, I'm really just now like getting into it. They've been in it longer than me. So anything... Uh, Mo tell me I'm listening because I know he knows more than me. Anything Swiss telling me I'm listening because I know that he knows more than me. And I know that they're helping me. Like, they're not telling me bullshit. They telling me stuff that's something they might have messed up on that they don't want me to mess up. So I'm always going to learn. I'm always going to anything they got to tell me. I'm always willing to pick up game on. So, yeah. Yeah. And I definitely appreciate you for illustrating that because i feel like that's one thing that kind of gets lost in translation for i think anybody who's just in a creative field i think sometimes we just kind of lock ourselves into our own world at times and you know just kind of like treat that as law mm-hmm. but that doesn't always have to be the case you know i i think evolution is definitely something that comes from external factors you know as well as internal factors but really being able to be an open an open ear and an open eye to all the things that you see in here and all the people that are giving you game that they've been through already, you know? So I think that's very exactly. valuable what you just said, you know? So I want to, I want to take this now to the work that you put out. Um, and I was, I was telling you just right before we got on here, just how much I was rocking with villains never die, you know? So could you yeah. talk to me about, that process to making that tape what you ultimately mm-hmm. want to get out of it and you know your thoughts on it all together um the process of making that tape is just funny so what i do is when i make music bro um i make music people could relate to like whether you catch it or not like it's something that i say in a song that you can relate to so this project was it was a roller coaster because um my girlfriend, my current girlfriend, like me and her had kind of broke up like during that process. So it was it was really awesome, like heartbreak. That's why I like it's the title is Villains Never Die. I just felt like a villain when we broke up. So um but also like villains do never die, like you know, no matter what, um in Dragon Ball Z, like all the villains would they stay alive somehow, like, you feel me? Like they never defeated, so I just took all of that, put it into um, this project, and um, I remember making the night I made Speed Dreamer and, and um, Most Hated. It was actually like a few days after me and her had broke up, so put all my emotions into that. And um, those two songs was actually the last two songs that completed the project. So once that happened, I was like, all right, it's time to have fun now, shooting the videos and getting the uh ep cover done and um 
I just love that whole process. I love creating projects. Cause what I want to do is I know I've noticed, like I said, I study music. So I've noticed artists, mainstream artists, they don't put out projects like as masterpieces anymore. They just make a project, drop it, let it be. Anytime I drop a project, whether it's an album, a mixtape, whatever, I want it to be an experience for everybody that's listening. So, yeah, it was, it was definitely an experience. And um, overall, I think for my first EP, it was it was pretty good. And now it's time to up the ante with the next project that I got. Can we talk more about... Because I... I said this on an earlier podcast that, of course, couldn't see the light of day. I think it was with Lou, but mm-hmm. I absolutely agree with what you just said in terms of making projects be experiences and how we don't really come across that too, too often anymore, but it's so valuable yeah. and it enhances everything about it. Could, could you talk about, I guess, where that comes from just making sure that takes priority over everything else just making sure that for your viewership for your audience members for people who don't know trunks london who are going to get introduced to them that they're Mm. really walking into you know a moment a moment in time because i think that's what it's all about you know like building moments yeah literally like that moment in time like i just want people whenever they hear a project from me and whatever that comes out with that project with circled around, I want it, I want people to be like, you know how everybody talk about, oh, they missed 2016. Whenever they hear a project of mine in the future, I want them to go back and be like, damn, I missed that feeling of when he dropped Villains Never Die. How how we felt during that time, what happened during that time. Like, you know, I just people we need we need experience in life and like we need moments that'll we come back five, ten years later and be like, wow, like this was a great time in my life. Like yep. I never just wanna drop something and then it's forgotten about the yep. next week or so. Everything I drop, I want it to be remembered. Shit, when I'm dead and gone, like when my kids is whenever, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So And I think for for you in particular, one thing that and we were talking about this offline was just how everything that you touch from a creative director's perspective when it comes to building that experience all of those things help elevate one another you know like so the music helps elevate the visuals and the visuals they help elevate the music and they have this sort of relationship that create this bigger moment than what anybody could have probably anticipated it to be you know so like big ups to you because i really don't feel like a lot of people are doing that so not only to have mm-hmm. you do it, but prioritize that, I think it's outstanding. And I think it makes the work even better and 10 times more important than just dropping music and releasing music and then just moving on to the next right. one. So big ups to you for that. When I drop music, I want it to be like in the form of a movie. You know, movies are like two, three hours long, you know. Uh, so I just make music, uh, my projects, um, videos make it all go together that way you're just not getting one thing you're getting an amazing experience with a song or a project you're getting an amazing experience with a video or even a simple picture like you know like 
everybody who's tuned in to me or who will be tuning in to me, y- y'all are getting a, an experience, a, a great moment in time that y'all can remember for years and years to come. So. Yeah. Could you could you talk about your love for the creative direction aspect of things? Because that's mm-hmm. one thing that I... Um, like like what we just been discussing is something that I probably more than anything is really take my hats off to you for it. You know, it's really perfectly laid out stuff that helps define the music even more. Mm-hmm. Um, as a visual learner, um, I visualize everything I see, like every song I hear. Um, even without, like, if I'm watching anime and I turn over, um, listening to it, um, with the subtitles on, like, I still visualize, like, what's going on. So, um, just the creative direction of everything is just me being a visual learner. So, um, whatever comes up in my head, whatever crazy idea comes up in my head, I can see it. Like, it's right there in front of me, for real. So, um, that process is kind of crazy because... Sometimes I might not even have anything written down, but um, for it to pop up in my head and I still have that thought, that uh, visual idea, like a week later, it's, it's kind of crazy. I love it. I, I just love it. It makes me feel like a kid, you know, having all these ideas and putting it, getting it done and um, working with a videographer or a photographer to get these ideas done and them willing to listen to me too um, while also having their ideas. Because it's not just me, it's also them helping me, you know? So, working together with them, having that uh, relationship with them, and both of us being able to come together and make something beautiful, like I said, is for everybody to just be happy with. Because I don't ever want to put out something and somebody be like, oh, this wasn't up to par with what he does. Like, everything I do, I want everybody to be satisfied with. So, yeah, Absolutely. I just love all that. Absolutely, man. So we, we, we talked about the root that came from villains never die. So now moving forward, I guess my question is, what are some of the things that you've been inspired about to continue on with the creative direction stuff, to continue on with the music that you have coming up? Like what's been on your mind lately that's going to translate into the work that you put out next? Um... What is on my mind lately? Um, first, um, I just want to shout out to my cousin, um, RP, RP, little money man. Um, my cousin had passed away a week before my birthday, so, um, it really, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be who I am or where I am at today. Like he, the one that put me on music. You now he showed me who Rob Banks was. He showed me fashion. You know, he showed me like did everything. Like I looked up to him so. The next project is going to be called Money World Forever. I'm dedicated to him. And it's just, um, that's really the inspiration. Because I, I was stuck for a minute um, trying to figure out what direction should I go in for our next project. And um, yeah, um, sadly that happened. But yeah, now everything I do is for him, like literally. So Money World Forever is the next project. Um just a compilation of songs um that i know he would enjoy because the last thing he told me was to um all the music that you got out like got you a recording like just keep going crazy so that's what i'm doing i'm just recording this project um just making sure everything is done perfectly for him like for real like him his mom his girl like 
continuing what I was doing for him because I know that's what he wanted me to do because he's supposed to be in this with me. But sadly, I, I got to do it by myself, but I know he's still with me. He's still with me forever. I love you, boy, for sure. Is that the cover right there? Because I've, I've been seeing the um, chain. Yeah, Um. actually, I might make it the cover, Um. but who knows? Like, I, I can have another idea. But I have, I have kind of a lot of little ideas already, but it is it might be the cover for sure. Most definitely, man. Big ups to you. I'm sorry for your loss, man. But I know there's going to be a bunch of people that are waiting for that. I know I'm waiting for it. And I know we'll spend the block on this again and talk about it more once that time comes, man. But I definitely want to thank you for, you know, coming in, coming here to World of Art Forum, sharing your piece. You know, is there anything else that you got to say? Where can the people find you? And, you know, what are your final thoughts? For sure. Appreciate you for having me. First of all, um... Like I said before, before we um, was recording, um, I appreciate everything you do, like giving this outlet to all the upcoming artists. Um, people can find me uh, Twitter at Trunks London, Instagram at Young London Ho, um, SoundCloud Trunks London, Apple Music Trunks London. Yeah, all that for sure. Most definitely. And by now, y'all know where to find me. Bryce Broussard underscore on Twitter. Bryce Broussard two underscores on Instagram. And you can follow For Heaven's Sake on both Twitter and Instagram to stay up to date with all things WOA and 4HS. Thank you guys again for tuning in. If you made it this far, WOA episode eight, we are out. Love y'all.